Welcome to Euromonitor International Fashion Fridays podcast series. My name is Cindy Darusha and I am working in the communications team at Euromonitor. Today I am speaking to Florent Solday, fashion and beauty research analyst. We will be talking about the fashion weeks of 2019. Fashion weeks are finally coming to an end after two months of couture, men's and women's shows and presentations in New York, London, Milan and Paris. So Florence, what were the main highlights of this season? Last week, in the midst of London Fashion Week, the news broke that Karl Lagerfeld, the head of Chanel and Fendi, had died aged 85 after a career spanning over 70 years. His death reverberated through the industry, and it wasn't just his age and his longevity in fashion that made the loss feel so profound, but the fact that his fashion persona was the sort of the antithesis to designer culture amongst the Maisons today. Though he was notoriously sharp-tongued, he maintained the historical integrity of Chanel throughout his entire career. So the tweed jackets and Chanel logos remained a staple, and for the most part, he resisted the influence of sportswear in his designs much more strongly than his peers. He famously quipped that sweatpants are a sign of defeat. You lost control of your life, so you bought some sweatpants. This mantra is in stark contrast to several designers who play musical chairs around the top fashion brands of the world today. Um, Virgil Abloh, who's the head of menswear at Louis Vuitton, uh, also heads up Off-White and is known for his minimalist, modernist take on sportswear, to the extent that his debut collection for Louis Vuitton featured plastic see-through bubble bags. And this collection did receive critical acclaim, as well as all of the other collections since then. And last month at Men's Fashion Week, we saw Abloh return to a more tailored, conservative interpretation of the brand, which did seem more aligned with its roots in smart menswear and Parisian elegance. Over in Milan, Gucci, whose creative director, Alessandro Michele, has made the brand the darling of the fashion industry since his appointment and subsequent reinvention of the Italian house in 2015, has been in hot water after a women's jump went viral on social media for its apparent mockery of blackface. Gucci's fashion collection was still generally well received, but the inevitable questions every modern designer faces are starting to arise. Not only how did this jumper get approved, but is Michele going to continue to stick to what he knows, or is he going to give us something more than that predictable unpredictability he's become known for? The constant conveyor belt of designer changes and appointments keeps fashion exciting and brands fresh, undoubtedly. Eddie Sleman at Celine has had a shaky start, but is now finding his feet. But crucially, it's his vision that we're seeing. Celine simply appears to be a vehicle for him. Virgil Abloh, despite his reliance on sportswear, is starting to create collections which resonate with all Louis Vuitton customers, rather than millennial customers looking for their latest athleisure fix. But how long will he keep it going for? Gucci and Prada, amongst others, have faced huge deserved backlash because of racist designs and a general lack of diversity in their companies. How far can having a visionary at the helm actually take the brand forward? This brings us back to Karl Lagerfeld and why his passing may mark a seismic shift in luxury fashion. For all his personality quirks and rumoured faults, he never let his own agenda cloud the creative heritage and personalities of the houses that he designed for. At Chloe, he initiated the feminine touches that have now become part of its brand DNA, but did not take these elsewhere. He sowed the seeds and let them grow themselves. He brought Fendi, a traditional conservative Italian house known for its fur production that may well have not gained traction outside of its home country, and over a period of over half a century, brought it not just into the modern day, but made it be constantly relevant and in demand, even in the dawning era of vegan fashion and athleisure. As for Chanel, he never changed its aesthetic beyond recognition. Instead, he made it thrive and move seamlessly between the post-war Parisian world that Coco Chanel left it in, 
through to the social media era where Kardashians rule the internet and the catwalk to ensure that it's still one of the biggest luxury fashion houses in the entire world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find all of our media, including articles, videos, and podcasts on our blog at blog.euromonitor.com. Thanks for joining us today.